All righty, it's that time of the show when we dip into the headlines in Ottawa, find all those little juicy nuggets that don't get all the attention, but they should because they are important and they actually do mean something to you. And no one's doing it better than the gang over at Black Locks Reporting, which is where we find the managing editor, Tom Korski. Hello, Tom. Hi, Alex. This is something uh, special. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I can never say that I'm not surprised when I read you guys because the contracts for the vaccinations, uh, you know, details about billions and billions of these secret contracts that apparently we're not allowed to see. Apparently, Patty Haidu also hasn't seen them. How the hell does the, the health minister not have um, any, you know, knowledge of what's in these contracts? Big money in those contracts, almost $5 billion. Somebody yeah. signed them. Somebody signed them and somebody negotiated them. But the last person to know was the health minister, as you mentioned, who actually testified in committee. She was asked very pointed questions. What's the delivery schedule? Is there any penalty clause if you don't get a delivery on time? Uh, what is the uh, price per unit? How competitive was the negotiation? I don't know, replied the health minister. I haven't seen the contracts I don't know what the terms are. MPs from all parties are slightly incredulous, Alex, mm. because this is crucial. It, it does matter. And it's not enough to say, how many times have you and I discussed this? Look at, mm. we're in charge, just trust us, uh, and uh, j just uh, no more questions. Uh, it, it was not a great moment for a, a G7 Minister of Health in a parliamentary hearing. But she's been clueless pretty much since day one. I mean, she has no health background at all. She really doesn't have any business being in that particular ministry. And so, you know, she didn't know what to do at the beginning. So I can't really say I'm surprised that she still is is kind of out, out to dart, you know, out to lunch. MPs have been pressing this, though. You know, uh, when the House comes back, the committees come back, and the committees have been gold. If you believe in transparency, uh, look, yeah. look at it. If you're just a taxpayer, these are the only friends that you have now. Is uh, These committee investigations that are going on, they're continuous, they are ongoing, and they're really probative. And the information that's come out of these committees is absolutely stunning. In this case, these uh, vaccine contracts, the Minister of International Trade was asked, wouldn't say, well, we see now... The public health agency, in a quiet filing with the Senate National Finance Committee, said, you know what, there are confidentiality clauses. We actually told the manufacturers we will never disclose this to the people who are paying for it. That's $4.6 billion. Yeah, I would love meanwhile. to meet with these people. No kidding, eh? You probably well, like, Tom. You probably could. We've seen how much money they seem to give out to uh, everybody else, which would include uh, Minister Navdeep Bains, who's now under question. Um, and last night, uh, cabinet aides refused to comment on do in, uh, these documents that indicate he was pressing an Ontario firm's proposal for this multi-million-dollar federal contract. And there were a lot of phone calls between the companies and, and the ministry in just two days, and they're not talking. A dozen phone calls and emails. Baines, you recall, abruptly resigned to spend more time with his family on the 12th of January. That was never explained. This may explain part of it. Not all of it, I don't think. He was pressing on behalf of a, uh, a company, an Ontario company, that wanted a multi-million dollar contract to sell China-made masks. Pressing. That's a pretty loaded term. In fact, that may start to fall under the Conflict of Interest Act. But mm -hmm. we didn't make up that word. His staff made up the word. 
you can see in emails, his staff, his legislative assistant, is just nagging and hectoring the Department of Public Works, very senior people. I'm pressing on this. The minister wants an answer. What about this company? A million masks. You work out the uh, brokerage for your loan was U.S. $160,000. Pressing, the minister wants it. Make it happen. Uh, This is alarming uh, (laughs) correspondence. Conflict of Interest Act says, what's the basic point? You don't get to do that in this country, Alex. Everyone is supposed to be equal, all contractors, all bidders, all taxpayers. This is not a radical concept. It's the 21st century. If you're a contractor, I can't tell you the number of contractors I've talked to off the record because they don't want to be blacklisted and see their name in public who said, I did contact the department. Public works, just like I was told to. I said, we got a great, great idea. You guys are in a big rush for pandemic supplies. And they were told, fill out the form and triplicate. We'll get back to you. They never did. But somebody, somebody had the secret handshake in Navdeep Bain's office. Yeah, well, it's happened a few times in a few ministries during this pandemic. But again, there's so little scrutiny and accountability because of the way Parliament is not working these days that it just doesn't seem to stick. But uh, as soon as a minister or a politician says, I'm, I'm leaving to spend time with the kids, that is code for start digging. Um, clearly, uh, the officer of the Auditor General, I don't know how this happens other than everything's wrong in Ottawa, but they gave confidential advance copies of its audits to a liberal lobbyist um, who was caught, I guess, through these access to information records. This is a company called Blue Sky Strategy. And this is an Ottawa lobbying firm, but very pro-liberal. How do they get advanced copies of, of, of auditor reports? Because they were hired under a sole-sourced contract, sole-sourced contract <laughs> for media coaching on how to take reporters' questions. They didn't get advanced copies a day before or a week before. It was months in advance before MPs and senators saw those reports. That's nuts. This is the Auditor General. You tell people this. There was, you know, we saw a reaction to this today. It was absolute despondency. This is not the Weights and Measures Bureau. These are the value for money boys. That's their job. And you see them doing this same old routine that auditors always complain when the pot does it and the kettle is calling the other one black. This is the Auditor General's office. We're feeding these confidential secret audits to this liberal lobbyist months before they became public and paying for the privilege, $25,000 last year. Not to mention someone who goes on TV quite regularly to talk and defend liberal policy. And so, like, there's more than just a conflict of interest here. Where, is, where do you think this one's going? I think the uh, Auditor General's office has a big problem. We're going to have additional details about that contract tomorrow. It's not, it's not, it does not look good on the auditor. And you're starting to get into uh, a review by the procurement ombudsman. Departments are not supposed to do this, Alex. I, 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 I want to stay calm. This is not their money. These are taxpayers' dollars. It is not a game. You do not give secret contracts and private information to the guys you shoot pool with on the weekends. This is public business. And there are times when this town is like the capital of Zimbabwe when it comes to lack of accountability and respect for those dollars. It's absolutely infuriating.
How did it I do in good. keeping my temper? I thought I did a good job. <laughs> I heard the F-bombs kind of like punctuating each <laughs> sentence, but nonetheless, I, re I read your thought bubbles and we'll update the information you guys get. So good digging on you. Thanks a lot, Tom. Thank you, Alex. Wow. All right. So we'll uh, see what happens in that one. But that is uh, gross with a capital G. Coming up, we'll get your news at the top of the hour. And then we're going to talk to a guy who got taken off a plane and sent to COVID jail here in the GTA, even though he came to Canada with a negative COVID test. He'll tell us what that was like in just a minute. Stay with us. Alex Pearson on point. And this is Global News Radio.